Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. This week's game is Streets of Rage 2, Part 2 for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Alright friends, here we are in part two of our Streets of Rage episode. Yeah, last episode we talked about the gameplay and the very many attacks you have at your disposal. And uh, we went through all of your items, special weapons, and you know what we thought of the game in general, which is of course that we really liked it. Yeah. Now it's time to get right into the level-by-level level breakdown of this wonderful game. And after the game starts, you are given your select screen. You get to choose your character. And then you begin in stage one, the streets. Yeah, the manual calls this the downtown. All right. So you're downtown in the city at night. And there is, to be noted, a secret one up right away at the beginning, in the bottom left corner. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. What, is it just laying there? Or is it You like... have to press B. Like you attack and it pops up. No kidding. All right. Well, I didn't know that. Cool. It is quite the nice beginning bonus. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, this is a pretty good-looking level. This is kind of similar to the first one where it starts with, like, strip mall or storefronts. Yeah, there's signs everywhere. In the foreground, there's a little bit of uh, chain-link fence yeah, in the yeah. way, things like that. It really sets a nice atmosphere. Neon lights. Neon everywhere. And a nice uh, you know, backdrop of the city behind you. Yeah, you get some uh, destroyable mailboxes. That's where you'll find your items and, he- and food in this. Mm-hmm. And then you will be introduced to your, you know, first set of enemies that you're going to see throughout the rest of this game. Yeah, these guys are familiar faces too, but they now have some names. Uh, they're, I frequently will call some of them, but I have different names, by the first one I saw, which is uh, the Galcias, uh-huh. who are the guys. Knife running guy. Yep, sleeveless denim looking outfits. And they look different when they're running with the knife from when they're any other time. Oh, yeah, well, they look hilarious because they're not holding it out in front of them. It's like they're holding it in front of their chest, yes. running it very close, like like a lance, almost, a very short lance. It is quite goofy looking. I love it. And then you also find the signals here. Yeah, you'll see a lot of these guys. They're, they're also uh, familiar faces. They have a mohawk and a puffy kind of jacket thing. Sleeveless puffy jacket. Now, the big thing about them is they're uh, either really good at throwing or sliding, and both are horrible to deal with. Right, and they tend to have more life than the other common enemies, I think. Yeah, like the Donovan, who's the other one you're going to find. Just a street thug, the most cannon fodder of the game. Yep, completely shirtless. I think he's got some sleeve or fingerless gloves. Oh, yeah. And the look of all these characters is great. It's kind of a futuristic, Mad Max-ish, street gang kind of look. Yeah, you make it through the streets, and then you enter a bar, which looks really cool. Yeah. Um, before you get in the bar, there's a little mini boss, the first the knife. Oh, the first knife guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a. Uh, and it, you know, some of these characters are mini bosses because their sprites are even larger. Yeah. Than the normal sprites. Oh, and you know this guy. You know he's a little weird looking the way he moves his arms and stuff. Mm-hmm. But one person we will not see in this game are those gross jugglers. Oh yeah. From the first one, you know this guy kind of borders on that weird. Yeah, bent arms animation, but you know they 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 turned their backs on the jugglers and thank them. I thank them because they're disgusting. But you know this knife guy, he can be a pain because he throws those knives. 
And yeah. I don't know if he does yet, but at some point he gets unlimited of them. Yeah, he'll he'll keep spawning them at certain intervals. I don't know, but at least here you can get them in the corner of the screen and just beat the snot out of them. All right. Uh, and as with any other boss uh, in the two-player scenario, your best bet, and it is a dangerous one, is to get on either side of it. Oh, yeah. Now, when you're doing that, though, you cannot do your special move. Oh, you'll get... Because yeah. it will move you into the other person's yeah. uh, line of fire. Yeah. Just <laughs> flank them, huh? Yeah, and then you can really juggle most uh, big bosses through a lot of their health that way. If, nice. If you can get that line up, that's always the, the hard part. Yeah, and this guy, just like most mini-bosses and bosses, will have the classic, you know, his life meter is blue at first until right. it gets down. And, and if it know. has more than one bar of life, like that blue goes away and then it's the standard yellow, it yeah. will have an X when it starts out showing you how many extra bars of yeah, life it so has. You can see a couple of them, too, towards the end. Yeah, which is a nice little visual signifier and, and makes it easy to know what's going on. Yes, it does. Now you beat him. You are inside this bar. You can break the tables and chairs for all the fun things in there. And then you, uh, you know, fight a bunch of standard guys. And at the end, you fight your first of the the whip ladies. Yeah, um, Electra. That's Electra. at least the first one's called. But and yeah, aptly named because her whip is electrified. Yeah, yeah. And these are your, for some reason, standard uh, dominatrix enemies in beat 'em ups. They were quite prevalent in the genre. It was, and it's. It's really interesting because it's not like they're drawn well enough to be titillating. Right, right. So they're just there. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, whatever. It, it all works the same. Um, you yeah, I mean, them. I mean, whatever you're into, each to each their own. Yeah. yeah. But the thing about them is that if once that whip is out, you cannot go near them because it will electrocute you. Yeah. So it's all about uh, trying to attack them or for me it was doing that slide in as quickly as I could. Oh, yeah, with Max? Yeah. But the problem is, is you don't want to keep them off the screen because they'll whip you from off the screen yeah that's the tough part is like especially if you're trying to not scroll on more enemies it's uh-huh. like luring the enemy into the center to hurt and then they usually get knocked off screen and you gotta like wait for them to come back i think we touched on it a little bit ago but it really is different than a lot of brawlers to where you cannot stay at the edge of the screen and just attack 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 because the enemies all have more than one thing they do and they usually right. have some sort of ranged or um jumping attack that will still get you if you're just standing at the edge and spamming yeah i'll usually try to stand in the middle of the screen facing the other way so even if they come running at me give them a back attack and nice stop them in their tracks well hopefully you can uh get past electra and i think you can and then you are pretty much right at the final boss of the level yeah you're out in the alley behind the bar it's uh you know it's like dark hours raining there's some destroyable trash cans and a bunch of hooligans. Yes, and the leader of the hooligans is there. His name is Barbon. Yeah, he's a very tall fella. Yeah, he doesn't look very intimidating as far as uh, muscular or uh, mean. He just looks really tall. Yeah, he's a big, uh, but a pro- human-proportioned guy, unlike some enemies we'll see later. Correct. <laughs> he is quite an interesting first boss. Yeah, he's not too bad, uh, especially if I was Axel. I just kept the grand uppercut, man. Yeah. Sucking away. I don't think I don't even know what his special attack was. I mean, he does a lot of throws and stuff, but that's all I really noticed. You know, it's more about slowly clearing out. You know, you get all those enemies, minions defeated before he comes down and attacks you. Yes. Now you defeat him, and you get an end of the stage clear. You get a bonus for all those things. Hopefully, you got enough points to get a free man. That's right. More importantly, you get all that health back, and then you are on to stage two, the bridge construction, and it is. Very aptly named. It really reminds me of the Ninja Turtles yeah. uh, t- in Turtles in Time. 
Right. Well, yeah, you're on a suspension bridge. You know, you got your big. But that was beams. a construction yard. Right. Right. But it's very the same exact idea. Yeah, and this, I mean, this is pretty cool because it starts off where it's more solid. Yeah, it's like a more completed, finished bridge where you, you know, you're fighting more of the, you know, Donovans, Galcias, things we've seen before. There's a great city in the background. Yeah, it looks really cool. And here's where you'll first see the bikers. Yeah, and I hate them. They're they're a pain in the butt, man. They're, they... I forgot to mention this earlier. They're the worst part of the game. Yeah, they because look... there is really no consistent way to get through them without taking hits. This is where. I would see, you know, when you see them coming in, you know, because you'll see these guys, they have like striped pants and these weird uh, poofy fur. They have furry. fur edging the sleeveless area of their sleeveless vest. Right. These are the guys that are really Mad Max looking. Yeah. And they'll come, you know, tearing in on motorbikes and stuff and you have to, you can kick them off. and. But even if you kick them off, you can still get hit by that motorbike. So you have to be at the really very height of your jump. And the motorbike will explode. And that will hurt you. So the whole thing is just awful. I was able to get lucky uh, quite a few times just when, like, if you don't stop, like, keep moving. Yeah, that was our main tactic. And to stay on the top because I felt like if you're at the very top, that's there's no extra things that hit you. Now you can get, like, the thing that's cool, though, is those explosions from the bikes will hurt the enemies. And you can start these chain reactions. It reminded me of, like, Missile Command. Mm. How at the higher levels you just start right spamming explosions and the other ones will hit it and make explosions like it was able to i don't know sometimes when it worked out right it was awesome because like all the guys behind me i would just hear them blowing up as soon as they got on the screen and they started another explosion and oh, cool. I was hitting a bunch of guys but i was not good enough to do that all the time or yeah. on purpose i was never lucky enough to experience that sadly <laughs> so i just got the frustration of dealing with these fools yeah they're no fun but if you can make your way past them you will make it to, uh, it's like the back of a, a van or a truck, moving truck. Yeah, it's kind of awkward. You fight a couple of these new, it's the first time we've seen them here, but these guys are back from the first one, the Kung Fu guys. Yeah, like Karate Master yeah. looking dudes. They're a little tougher. They have, you know, they have a pretty nice uh, selection of moves, but you can beat them. Beat them all and go, you're inside the truck. Their big thing is they roll around a lot and they're also good at throwing. Right, right. But, you know, stay offensive with them. And, you know, you're riding around the back of this van slash truck thing. And pretty hilariously, once you defeat all the enemies who are hanging around in there, you punch your way through the front end, the wall. Yeah, to the of cab. The truck. It's awesome. And you hop out and now you're on the second part of the bridge. The really barely constructed part. You can yeah. see through it and all that. There's like grates and stuff. Yeah. Um, but you there are no gaps. That's the that's the best part. Yeah, and, and I mean we've even seen, I think in the first level, or maybe coming up, but there are levels with guys will come out of manholes. Right. But you can't fall in those manholes, so don't worry. And neither can they, but Hey, I'll take it. This level has a great little touch where there are these like swinging lights or lamps or they're hanging. Yeah. And when somebody gets thrown or slams, you'll see them like swing back and forth for yeah. a second. It's cool. Nice little stylistic touch. Yeah. I like all those little um, extra animations you'll find in the levels that just aren't, aren't necessary, but they do add a, just that extra little level of depth to it. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's classy. Now what I find less classy is the final boss of this area. Yeah. This is, this guy's, this, this guy's my least favorite, especially as Max. I concur. Even with, Axel's cheapo punch. Uh, and this guy is Jet. And he has a jet pack. Very rocketeer looking. Yeah, yeah. He's got his weird suit and, you know, he kind of hovers around and flies. But it's really, even though he does have a shadow, it's tough to tell sometimes where, what plane you really should be on. Or... Right, you're right. And the other thing is that he has, I think, like four or five attacks. Like He has a lot of different things he does. So the there's not like a, a very consistent pattern. Yeah, you either have to be, 
you know, he has like a dive attack. He has one where he will fly straight at you, kind of Raiden style. Mm -hmm. Uh, The worst is when he gives you the pile driver. He flies up into the air and slams you. Oh yeah, yeah. It's that is a ton of damage. I don't. I don't even know how you avoid that one. I I mostly would kind of. I would either spam those uppercuts and which you can hit him while he's hovering near you with that, which we found is the yeah. one of the best ways of getting him. I um. Otherwise, I was just just constantly jump kicking around like a fool, just hoping hoping I'd connect. And if I did, I'd get like a quarter damage off, which is a lot. But I mean, you know, more often than not, I was getting hit by him or body slammed. Uh, once he body slams you, though, he stood stands on the ground for a few seconds. Oh. So in two-player mode, the other person can come in and get a combo off. Oh, nice. Then That was really how we got most of our damage done to him. Gotcha. I, I found that when I would try to stay close to him or jump kick him when he was hovering, I always got blasted. But yep. staying if if you stay far away from him, uh, not all the time, but more frequently, he'll do his like Superman Raiden attack. And okay. That's the easiest thing I've found to time to hit him with because he's not changing elevations. You know? Right, exactly. So that's what I tried to do. Uh, you can brute your way through him if you need to. And sadly, uh, you will defeat him, but uh, you will see him again. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> yeah, he'll be back. Now, that is the end of this level, though. You get your health back. You get, hopefully, enough points to give you that extra man, and then you move on to stage three, possibly my favorite yeah uh this is the amusement park and it's an awesome stage it's it's nighttime still you know you're outside dark you got some like it's very disneyland inspired oh yeah there's definitely a a very the disney castle is in the background and lit up yeah and you're on these paths that are just like being in the disneyland parks with the chain linked uh edging and all of that wonderfulness little like light posts um and you know there's the guy what's cool is like you'll see the enemies laying on a park bench or just sitting there Mm -hmm. then they get up and fight you so and the other cool thing is this is really the designer's uh way to go wherever they want in terms of levels i'm kind of surprised i'd never seen this before or again like you know because you'll beat your way through this uh you know kind of outside area and then you go into an arcade yeah which is cool yeah the downside is you do have to destroy quite a few arcade cabinets yeah and they're bare knuckle they are which is fun (laughs) the only game in the entire arcade yeah but that's cool but yeah and then you know you'll exit the arcade or no you go straight into from the arcade the pirates ride yeah, and it's you are on a really colorful and fun-looking pirate ship. Yeah, and there's lots of barrels and, like, rigging in certain areas. It looks just like a pirate ship. But it's it's so bright and cool. Like, I don't know. It, I've seen pirate ships levels in games before, but right. this was just done in such, like, a, a visually stunning way. I was like, man, I, I kind of want, like, a pirate game like this. <laughs> yeah, and I mean... I don't know, amusement park, that's a great idea to frame in all these different settings. Like, right. Just so you have uh, more varied backgrounds, if nothing else. Yeah, um, the Scott Pilgrim brawler game shoot, has a level in a TV studio or movie studio. Oh, right, right. To go through any sci-fi or whatever things you want. Nice, yeah. This, uh, hilariously, the pirate area is where you will first encounter the ninjas. Yeah, it is. And these guys are usually, they're pretty cool because they're usually like up in the background on the wall and they'll jump down and fight you. And mm-hmm. This is where you'll see your first katana too. And they either carry the katana or that kunai. Yeah. And they're one of the tougher enemies, I think, to deal with. Yeah, because they are really fast. Good luck. You, you are never throwing these people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, a lot of it was was the that drop elbow or the drop kick, jump kick. Oh, right. Yeah. That's the, the best yeah. way to connect with these kind of guys. Sure, yeah. 
And then after that, you are back out on the streets of the, well, the, the walkways of this amusement park. Right, right. You'll see a mini boss, the knife guy named Beano, mm-hmm. one of my favorite named characters. Uh, and Elisa comes out. Yeah, yeah. Fight these guys. Uh, you know, nothing new here. Just kick their butts. And then you get to go into the aliens-themed level. And when we say aliens, we mean the movie Aliens. This is all, yes, yeah, this is H.R. Giger backgrounds and everything. It's uh, pretty and pretty detailed too. It's it's misty. You got a lot of mist in the foreground and stuff. Yeah, there's eggs level. in the background. You can even see into them and see the yeah. the creature inside. They're like big glowing blue eggs that you can um, destroy. They will explode though. They have items in them, but they'll like blow up. So don't stand right next to them. Yeah, you got to jump away. And as we've mentioned before in so many of our episodes, H.R. Uh, Giger. Man, we would have so much more money if he was able to enforce the copyright right. against any of these old video games. It's a very unique style that seems like it would be... He could be litigious. I don't know. But you are mainly fighting normal enemies in this area. There are no aliens to fight. No, no. I'm, there is a weird giant alien head that comes out of the wall. It's kind of yeah, a mini boss. I thought that was going to be the final boss. Yeah, me too. It's it's a weird one, though, where you just kind of jump kick it. I, mean, I think you can hit it other ways when it moves yeah. toward you. But it's uh, it's more impressive than it is difficult. Definitely. But the real boss, on the other hand, here is uh, Zamza. Mm-hmm. He's a guy reminds me of Blanca. He's got except we thought of him as kind of a cross between Blanca and Vega. Yeah, I can see that with the claws. And he does spin attacks. He's got like a yeah. He does a bunch of like spins and stuff. Uh, this guy, he's pretty tough. He's um, one of my least favorite uh, bosses to fight as well. He is very hard to get close to. Um, yeah. So if you get close, he will tear you up. It's very hard to be the first to attack, and especially when you're a slow character like Max. He's uh with with the grand uppercut, he's very susceptible to that. So Yeah, again. this is one of the boss fights where I just go hide in the corner <laughs> and let the that uppercut do its job. Good old Axel. Without it, it's very tough. Uh, I did I was able to beat him when I played with Max, but I lost this is the first place where I lost like two lives, I think. Oh yeah, definitely. Now you can carry a sword into this boss fight. Oh, I bet that would help a lot. It helps quite a bit uh, because it just gives you that extra range, and only a few hits are needed to really hurt him. When I was watching a playthrough after I had beaten it, a uh, person was using Blaze, and they were, I don't know, there are ways you can grab him every time because that's what this person was primarily doing throws and all. But every time I tried it, I got slashed up. So. Yeah, same here. I don't know. Not worth it in my book. But if you defeat Zamza, you can move on to stage four. Well, it... It's a bit of a confusing stage because it seems very uh, pedestrian at first, and that is the ballpark. Yeah, yeah, it's a big stadium. And I mean, at first you start off outside it. You're kind of in the it looks parking more lot. similar to the parking lot or the amusement park too. You right. got benches and some trees and stuff. It looks lit up here, but you can see in the background it's still nighttime. Uh huh. You can see the amusement park you just left in the background, roller coasters and stuff. Definitely cool looking. Cool touch. I like here, you'll see little posters on the, uh, like there's like brick walls and stuff where it says, it's like boo. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's my new saying now. But more very familiar enemies here. Signals, Donovans, these yeah. guys. You do fight, I think, one of the newer kung fu type guys okay. at the sure. end of it. But then you go inside the stadium. Yeah, now you're in there. You can see all the, you know, stands in the, the background, a big scoreboard. You know, you're in a baseball stadium. Yeah, uh, you'll fight a couple of the... Whip ladies at the same time. Right, right. Always a pain when there's more than one. And eventually you'll get to the center of the stadium at the pitcher's mound where you'll find your uh, mini boss here, Big Ben. And he rounds out the trilogy of my least favorite enemies of the game. We started with uh, Jetpack Man. Mm -hmm. uh, Then we went to Claw Man. Sure. And now we've got this guy, which we're going to call 
fatter Mario. Yeah, he's this guy was in the first one too, wasn't he? Where he's I, a, I think so. He's too big and fat to do a true throw to. He breathes fire sometimes. He charges at you. He does a splash jump attack. Now his run when he breathes the fire, you can dodge that. So mm-hmm. you just have to be patient. And I found that if you were quick, you could stop him from really doing almost anything if you just stay on top of him and attack, right, attack, attack. Right. He does a lot, too, where I don't know if it's every time, but most of the time it seems like when he's been knocked down, he'll get up and do a jump attack. Belly flop. Belly flop at the right range. So but timing the right. You can swat that out of the air if you're yeah. lucky. Yeah, timing that right or, or a jump kick sometimes if you want to do it the long, hard way. The really, the really frustrating thing about this uh, enemy is when there's more than one. Because whenever you get one cornered or start working on it, the other one starts breathing fire on you. Yeah, he comes rolling no, in. <laughs> no way of getting her out of that. He's a he's kind of a pain in the butt, but I I don't I I do think that this guy's a little more fair than it was in the first one. And do you think that this one is more of a direct joke about Mario? Maybe because he does have like the red, but he has the red overalls yeah. and the red ball cap and a and white the, shirt yeah. and a white shirt. And the second one you encounter is in the green overalls. Mm, yeah, man, maybe. And I think in a a bit of prophecy, there is a purple one as well. Oh, well, <laughs> Sega sees the future, man. But then after you defeat him, you are treated with one of the biggest surprises for me in the whole game. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, the you, pitcher's mound that you've been fighting on yeah, is it, actually an elevator. Yeah, it, it moves down into the ground, and there's you know high-tech background that's scrolling by pretty quick. This as... is quite the amazing evil villain layer of entrance. <laughs> yeah, so you're making this descent where you will fight wave after wave of enemies that hop down. And it can be a little frustrating, but the fact that there's still the pitcher's mound in the middle right, of the screen, right, right. it makes it all worthwhile. I mean, these guys aren't necessarily super tough, but it's just it's a small crowded area. So No, it's the karate master guys that really make it hard, but they're not too bad. Right, right. And eventually, you will defeat enough foes to arrive at the bottom where the elevator will stop and you'll head to the right into a caged wrestling match. Yeah, you are now in the Thunderdome, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, like, it does look like. <laughs> I cannot believe that this was the uh, what was at the bottom. I was expecting, like, military base, evil lair. Right. No, it's a fighting ring. That secret fighting ring. Yeah, with, um, you know, again, and he's back from the first game, the Ultimate Warrior. Yes, and he still looks a lot like the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, but... Wait, what's his name? His name is uh, Abadidi. Mm. So. And he is, uh, he can be quite of a challenge. Well, he has... Uh, you know, he has several, he has a charge attack, and mm-hmm. he has one, it's, it's an attack, but it just looks like he's, like, flexing, you know? Yeah. And that's what you want to watch out for, because he can bust that out pretty quick, and it does a, a pretty dis- decent amount of damage. I found this was another one that was very hard to get close to. You're not going to be doing any throws against this guy or anything like that. You really want risky. to be doing your special moves starting at the furthest distance from him possible. Right, right. This was another boss that... Uh, the super uppercut really trumped any moves the, I had. The blitzes, yeah. Um, if you stay away and you can lure him into his charges, which he, you know, he'll just start running right away. There's not like a warm up phase, so you mm-hmm. kind of have to be on it. But you can jump kick or knock him out of that pretty uh, easier than getting in close. I think. Yeah, definitely avoid the close combat with this guy, and you will have no problem. You will defeat him, get those points, get that health, get and it move on. on to stage five. The ship. Yes, you are now on a cargo ship out at sea. Yeah, this is not a pirate ship, unfortunately. But it does have a cool bit of a motion of the ocean going on. There's a bit of sway to the screen. Yeah, and you start below decks where you'll see a lot of destroyable like crates, you know, get some background details, rivets, mm-hmm. etc. fire extinguishers. Yep, and, and then you get a couple uh, mini bosses at the end of this area, the wrestler and the kickboxer. 
in their back. Yeah. Um, and there's a, another one of those big bins, fire breather fellas below decks. Mm-hmm. Once you beat, yeah, and you beat the, the, that's the first time you see the kickboxers here, right? Yeah, I think so. They look very similar to Joe Higashi from Fatal Fury. Yeah, and their big thing is they can block really well. Yeah, so beware. But they don't seem to block the grand uppercut that way. No, they don't. <laughs> and they are very susceptible to juggling. Oh, nice. Because they can only block that one direction. Oh, I wish I had it. Yeah, nice. But hey, for every nice time that you have that partner to juggle an enemy with, there is the other time where he throws an enemy right into you <laughs> right, as you're right. trying to get a combo done. Uh, double-edged sword. Now, you get up on deck... And there is a sword waiting for you. Which is nice. There's a bunch of great, there's some parallax water flying by in the background. But there's also another jetpack enemy. Oh, yeah. And this is where you'll see one of my favorite parts is, you know, you're out on deck and you'll go by portions where there's a wall coming up. Right. And that wall then has windows with those biker guys behind it. Uh They look so funny, like sitting there waiting for you. And then they start throwing bombs. Yep. And they'll... After a certain amount of time, they'll just give up and go away. But yeah. I just think it's hilariously awesome. Like, no one's going to see you there. And then uh, eventually, you fight your way to the right, and you'll get to the boss. Arm. You have to fight more of those uh, fat, fire-breathing guys. Oh, right, right. And those are pain. They are the worst. But then you're followed up with, yes, another fat boss. Yeah, the R-Bear. This is a weird-looking guy. He, yeah, he's a big, gross, dumb-looking thing. Like his, his attacks, attacks are weird. Yeah, he's he's got boxing gloves and does things. You know, he's he, like an old timey boxer that's now washed up and out of weight. He overweight re- reminds me of Bear Hugger from Super Punch Out. Oh, okay, With the big guy in the overalls and stuff. But I think he's one of the dumbest looking sprites in the game. I don't Agreed. like this boss, but I did like beating him up. So I guess there's something there. Yeah, but you need to be careful because man, this is a very strong hitter of a boss. He's not very fast, but if he connects, he's doing a lot of damage. You can, you know, if you stay on the off offensive, you can keep him consistently knocked down, but, you know, it's it's risky because if you let up for a second, you're taking a lot of damage. Definitely. But, you know, you keep your distance. You try to be quick. You don't let him get too close with those big swings. Yeah. And you can destroy this guy, the bear, and move on to stage six, the jungle. Yeah, this starts with the beach, a rare occurrence where you're outside and it's daytime or yeah maybe like sunrise i don't know yeah you gotta fight some ninjas and some of those uh yeah maybe donovans out there there's some kickboxers at the end of the you know you're walking past the the shore and you get to more of the the jungle road portion yeah which is pretty cool there's kung fu guys signals but there's like destroyable sandbags, sandbags. Yeah, yeah and there's that's... like barbed wire in the foreground pretty cool yeah you, it looks like you're getting into like some uh, military takeover land there's more bikers here there's the but they're not on the motorcycles. No, no. So, yeah. I mean, don't don't fret there. Th- thankfully, um, there's some more fire breathers, some electras. And then there's like a big chunk of money in the middle of the level for some unknown reason. Yeah, there's yeah. Like a ton of sandbags with money in them. I'm not sure if they're like there to impede your movement quickly, but <laughs> it's just a nice little, bo- little bonus. Hopefully, you get a free mana out of it. Yeah, yeah. Take what you can get because when you get to the end of the stage, the jungle kind of cuts away and you can see a bad guy kind of tower fortress in the background but it's nighttime again right so i don't know if this took all day or that was a sunset at the beginning maybe i don't know but the boss here this is where it really gets bad because not only do you have to fight the jetpack fella yeah but now you have to fight the claw guy at the same time yeah and man if you thought it was bad enough fighting either one of these alone them together is just such a horrible combination yeah it's the only I tried to focus on Captain Claws. See, we first. did Jetpack Guy first. 
I just like he attacked less frequently, so uh-huh. I felt like I was able to get more done before he would do some. Right. You know, but that was it. I lost some lives here for certain. Yeah, this was, I think, uh, definitely the beginning of the end for my continues. Oh, right, right. I know, yeah, this was as far as I got with Max before I went back and started over with Axel, so. Yeah, and uh, again, you just have to pick one and then destroy that one. You got to whittle them down and get the other guy alone, take care of them. It is hard, but as Nick said, you can do it. Yeah, just push through. You, you can If you've got the rage. And you will defeat Stealth and Claw Guy. Yeah, the yeah. The cousins of their, I guess, uh, original... <laughs> You know, they all have different, yeah. Yeah, they all have different names as they're, you know, we fight new versions of them. Sure, new colors. And, you know, more bars of health is the negative as well. Right, right. Uh, you do defeat them. You move on. Hopefully we got some more points. Of course, you got that precious life refill. You need it. You need it because you are going straight to level seven, the factory. Yeah, this is the munitions plant. Oh, the munitions plant. <laughs> and it looks awesome. It is really cool. It's super high-tech robotic factory, and you have, like, two different parallax conveyor assembly lines in the background that are moving different, you know, parts down them. It looks really cool. It's a very detailed background. Not to mention conveyor belts that you are walking on. That's true. These are the closest to, like, obstacles that are in the game. And they're not really that bad or that that annoying. No, because it's not like there's pits at the end, like, typical. But But this is really, I think, the final ramp-up of the game's difficulty. Starting in this level, you are going to start seeing the hardest enemies all together in huge waves. Yeah, there's uh, at least two of those big fire-breathing fellas. Yeah, there's a lot of the whip ladies. And bombers, or the biker guys throwing bombs in the background. you got to wait for them. Ninjas, electro ladies. Like, yeah. Yeah, this is where we really started taking our time and trying to scroll on as few enemies as we could at once. You've got to, or you will get mobbed. Yeah, especially because those ninjas, man. You get more than two ninjas out there at a time, and they'll be flipping around and... Just tearing you up, you'll never get a hit in. And man, they do damage with their because they usually have the kunai's or katana, so yep. you're you're taking a hurting. Definitely. And then towards the end of the first area here, there is just a giant wave of bomb throwing bikers in the background. Right, right. And uh it seems like it's gonna be really hard, but if you just wait yeah, always just wait. They, they will just run out. Run yeah. out of bombs. And, and they do jump out and join the the fight though. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they'll just disappear, but these guys you gotta deal with. Definitely. Um and then I think the only time in the game we have an item coming at you, it's moving on the belt, is like some things you can break that have health oh, in them. Oh, nice. Yeah. I would try to position myself sometimes where there's a scene where I know there's two conveyor belts are going towards each other. Yeah. And I would just, and there's a guy throwing bombs there. So I would try to throw people at where the bombs were landing or, you know, keep oh, yeah. it so the conveyor pulls them into the explosion. Definitely nice. Now you get through there and then you are at your second elevator of the game. Yeah, this one, although it starts off moving diagonally to the yeah. upright. Which I feel like, didn't, we just had that in some other game, didn't we? Yeah, I'm trying to... I mean, it's, there, several games did it back in the day. But oh, yeah. It's, it's a little more, you know, add a little extra energy to your elevator scene. And this one starts out with a bang because it's empty, and then all these ninjas jump down. Like, they will attack on their fall. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you are at, under any of the shadows, you will get hit. It's very, very annoying. They're tough, man. There's a bunch of them and uh, some kung fu guys. And and even, I think, some kickboxers at some point on this elevator. Yeah, it gets to this point where it stops moving diagonally and then starts going vertically. Where it rises out from the subterranean area. You can see jungle in the background. And then, then there's a bunch of kickboxers. We found this this part to be very hard. I mean, now, there's can... just so many guys going at, this, at once that it, 
in very tight quarters that we couldn't throw anyone right, or do anything right. like that. Can so. you throw guys off the elevator or be thrown? I, I didn't. I don't think so. I, I think you can. You hit the edge and fall in. That's what I thought too. I, I don't remember seeing it, but um, this gets pretty rough too because you'll fight a fire breathing Big Ben and a knife throwing guy and simultaneously. Then, and then, well, the worst part of the ascent is that when it goes straight up, that's when the jetpack guy comes in. He's Same. never fun. No, no, he's quite frustrating. Yeah, and then at the very top, um, and then so then once you'll fight the knife fellow again. Yep. And then that's when you get to the actual roof of this uh, high-tech facility and head to the right, and you will find two huge robots. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of these robots. They're pretty weird. Like uh, I think they're funny. Their names are Molecule and Particle. That's all right, but they don't really fit the aesthetic of the rest of this game. Well, they're weird because they don't have arms. They have, like, spiked ball and chains. Which you have not seen in any other part of this game. Right. There's and... not been any ball technology employed <laughs> any boss or any enemy or any weapon you've seen so far they just hop around and i don't know when what triggers them to extend the ball and chain out you know what i mean because sometimes if you keep away from them they'll just keep like hopping after you yeah but they they just don't they don't look like they match or mesh with anything else well, even they, color wise they're the only robots so it is a little weird but and they're an odd size as well yeah yeah they're now when there's both of them out it's extremely hard I tried to throw them into each other as much as I could, uh-huh. but... I that mean, swinging arm, it just gets you so, so bad. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I I never found an effective counter for it, but I no, would just try to... No, only avoiding. Yep, avoid them, stay on the offensive, keep that grand uppercut ablazing. Yes, and uh, if you get real far away, they do have a laser that they shoot. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't see that. Um, but or that I remember. <laughs> I was able to, I think, get one of them kind of in the edge in like a pattern of getting hit a bunch, falling down, and then sliding, and then hitting a bunch more. We got rid of one of them, and then once one's gone, yeah, it's not hard at all. No, okay, yeah, that's where the, the real trouble is. Like once you're fighting one, usually it only takes a second or two for the other one to hop its way next to you and start the attack. Yeah. Now, if you can destroy both of them, you have defeated this level. You get that health refill, and you move on to stage eight, the final stage. Yeah, the Syndicate Stronghold. Yes. I'm guessing this is where Mr. X right, right. is held up. Which is pretty weird. It's like a fancy like office or something. You know, like you have what appear to be like stone floors and walls, lots of glass like windows or, yeah. or walls. And you can see like couches and plants behind them or yeah. and b- big fancy uh, vases you can break. Yes. On the way into this office, you are going to see more robots already. Yeah, it's really annoying. And that's one thing we didn't mention uh, is that a lot of times they will throw a former boss at you right away as a mini boss. Yeah. But this is even worse because it's not even a mini boss. It's just like an enemy. Yeah. I mean, this is, hey, it's the syndicate stronghold. Like, they even bust out another bear boxer guy on this, big at the very beginning of the level. So. Yeah. You're in it to win it right from the start. Two of the most frustrating enemies, I think. But you beat them, and then you can enter yet another elevator. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got these, uh, the kung fu karate guys in there. There's another barbon. It'll yeah. keep making like stops, and you know it's like it stops. Each stop, you get another mini boss or boss or two that pop in. Yeah, you'll see another uh, Zamza. Here, yep, and uh, I think a Macho Ultimate Man. Warrior. Or... Yep, a Vulture version of the right. flying guy. Right, and then in between, you just get like random street thugs to clear out. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, you know, it's truly a gauntlet. You know, definitely, and it's very small area that you're fighting in as well. 
Yeah, they, they keep it tight, man. I don't know. One player wasn't too bad, but I bet it's quite crowded with the second fighter out there. And then the very final guy you fought is the uh, big wrestler guy mm -hmm. at the very end. Abadidi. Uh, and you get to leave this elevator. Yeah, you make it to the top, and then you By the are... way, I died there in the elevator. Oh. Final continue, done. So you're right there. Okay, well, once you get to the top, it opens, and you see him, Mr. X himself, in the background, sitting in a huge office chair. Yeah. Just like in the first one. And apparently in uh, Japanese version, he's smoking a big, fat cigar. The, his hand motions look like he would be. Yes. You know, you can tell where it was removed. Um, and there's a mysterious I mean, fighter standing hey, next to him. If it could be in Rescue Rangers, why can't it be in this? Man, I don't know. I, it's just too serious. Streets of Rage want to, you know, they want to keep you healthy. Well, and we're on the Sega Genesis. It's the streets, I'm very confused by that. Streets of Good Life Habits. I guess so. <laughs> but yeah, it's like golden background kind of wall. You have these like glass... Huge windows with like a sunrise or set back there. I'm going to say sunset. I think so. Uh, there's a huge, there are two sweet like stag heads. That oh, are yeah. Taxidermied up there. Very opulent. Yeah, this place looks pretty fancy. Uh, and he is flanked by, you know, some random thugs just and, waiting. And there is one, uh, one, I guess he's a boss, Shiva, the guy in the black. Yeah, and you've never seen this guy before. Yeah, so you fight a bunch of enemies, and then once you have defeated enough normal guys, he'll snap his fingers, and then Shiva comes down to fight you. Yeah. One-on-one. -on -one. And he is, well, pretty darn uh, hard to fight. Yeah, I mean, a grand uppercut, again, helps right. a lot. But, um, you know, he moves around. He's got a full repertoire of moves he can use. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of blocks. That's what I, I thought was interesting. He can block really easily. Well, and you can tell his AI is a much more advanced than most enemies. Yeah, I think he may have all the moves that you have. I, w I wouldn't be surprised there. And I really like here, too, where anytime you get killed in this fight, Mr. X will laugh in the background. Nice. Cool little touch. Now, when you defeat Shiva, the bodyguard, not the god. Right. right. Or the guardian force. Then the game's over. Not Mr. X just gives up. Yeah, he's he's out of energy. No, that's when he stands from his throne atop the room and jumps into the fight. Yes. But he's not fighting uh, barehanded. No, he's not fighting fair, man. No, he's brandishing a machine gun. Yeah, he's got a big Tommy gun. And... Yeah, and he's not afraid to use it. No, he shoots it out at uh, various... You know, similar to the first game where he's shooting it out... In a weird arc across the room. Yeah, across the... you know, a kind spray, of facing if you will. You, but... He, and he moves more vertically than he did before, but it, I really like it here because his machine gun will not only hurt you, but it'll also hurt the many minions that are attacking you. It's a nice touch. Now, on the downside, those minions will keep coming no matter how many you kill. Yeah, so it's really important to try to focus on Mr. X here. Yeah, you fight them if you have to, but they are not your priority, not in the least. You can get a few seconds of soulless in between waves if you kill them, you know? Yes. But generally, not too worth it. No, and when he is doing that machine gun spray, like I said, your best bet is probably doing your special technique through it. Yeah. There is a way to jump over it, but I, the timing on it is near impossible, as far as I can tell. Well, his spray is really, it's like six-directional. You know what I mean? Right. It just It's just like it moves across in this weird kind of jerky way. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, but I did find that it, it was definitely harder to dodge those uh, waves of bullets than any other attack and that he did. Sure, yeah. And although I will say, I, I feel like this guy was easier than Mr. X in the first Streets of yeah. Rage. Yeah, now those bullets don't do a lot of damage. Yeah, not like, yeah, not and like then before. In close range, he will hit you with a gun. Yeah, get a good, uh, with the stock. Yeah, which is pretty pretty cool looking. Brutal. But 
you know, he, I think, is easier than Shiva. Yep, I agree. Especially if you can just start getting those super moves in on him. Yeah, you just time it to where you knock him down and then give yourself a second to start yeah. so that you get him right before he attacks you when he wakes up. And from what I can remember, it only took like four of those, and that was it. He didn't seem to have as much life as no. I expected. No, not at all. Now, once you have defeated Mr. X... He will scream and crumple to a dead corpse, I guess. Yeah, it is awesome. For now, unless he turns out to be a Highlander or something, since he came back to life once. Yes, but the good news is, is that you have rescued Adam. He is reunited with his little brother, and you get a, a brief set of stills in between some credits. Yeah, it like shows the heroes standing over Mr. X, shows him getting Adam out, yep. all that stuff. The but... reuniting, and then finally a helicopter coming to take our heroes away. Yeah, you get a... And, and the credits are real names as well. Yes, it's very nice. And then at the very end, you get the ultra-classic high score screen showing you where you ranked in the pantheon of brawlers that raged across the streets. This is where you find your self-worth. Indeed. <laughs> All right, here we are in our review portion of the show. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, with each category a score ranging from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. I gave this game a 4.5. Me too. I, I did music, exclamation point, was my first note. It's it's top-notch stuff, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, the jazzy parts are great. The techno parts are great. I really, really like all of it. Yeah, and, you know, I think the backgrounds are awesome. The sprites are large, well-animated. They look, they look very good. I, the only kind of complaint I could see is that the enemies are kind of repetitive. Yeah, uh, that's my that and some of the sound effects are a little repetitive and annoying. But otherwise, I mean, it really knocks it out of the park on every other issue in the graphical sound department. Yeah, and, you know, those things are kind of par for the course for the, the genre of games, so... You know, I don't expect too much more. Definitely. Next up is play control. And I gave this a 3.5. Okay, I went 4.0. I, I thought about going a little higher, but, you know, I was playing with Max the whole time. So I was kind of stuck with that slowness and that's more mm -hmm. of my fault. Yeah. You know, I kind of talked earlier about the lack of a throw input. Yes. Which I, would be nice. They, I think, you know, they did a really good job with only three buttons. Yeah. I would say 85% to 90% of the time, I could always do the next move I wanted. Right, right. I mean, I could always do it the first move if it wasn't part of a set or combo. <laughs> but once that was a combo of things I was trying to do, some of the timing of when you hit that jump button you know, to do certain things was a little weird. Yeah. And the lack of any kind of clue when you were doing your double tap dash attack thing, uh, you know, just some, some small things like that kept me from, you know, having it be the best playing you know, game in the sure, world. Sure, sure. Our next category is Challenge Factor, Nick. And what did you rank this game? I went with a 2.5. As did I. It is kind of hard in some spots, but mainly due to the bosses. Yeah. and um, You know, we only played it once and beat it in two-player. I feel like with a little bit of practice, knowing where to go and when enemies were going to drop in would really ease that to no trouble at all. Yeah, I feel like this is an interesting and very friendly difficulty curve and that it barely curves up at all until level five. You yeah. know, about halfway through the game, it starts. That's when it's getting tough, more endurance-based, you know. And there are easier, there's an easy mode. Yeah. And we, I beat it on normal with no trouble, so. Yeah. Selectable lives, so, you know, it gives you the tools you need to. To continues. Yeah, you can beat this game. You can beat 
this game. I think you can without too much trouble at all. And finally, we have theme and fun. What was your ranking here, Nick? I gave it a 4.5. You know, I gave it a 4.0, but I think I'm going to bump that up to a 0.5. You know, there's for a beat-em-up, there's not a lot more I would ask yeah. of, of a game. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I really liked the backgrounds are great. The level kind of, you know, you have a flow. Yeah. You actually feel like you're on this admittedly weird journey mm -hmm. to rescue your friend. Yeah, the theming is great. All the levels feel distinct and different and are just a joy to be in. The one thing I would knock it is that it is just a bit repetitive. Yeah. And that is really a problem with the genre of Brawler. Yeah, I feel like to break it up anymore, that many more enemies, and are you going to be able to fit it on a cart at, right. at this age? And, and I feel like you know those are just inherent problems with that genre, not really a fault of this game. This game does right. everything it can within the constraints of that to be really good, and for the most part, it really is. Yeah, and, and two-player simultaneous, which is always a bonus. Even if I didn't particularly use it this time, I, I like knowing it's there. Yeah, you just get one minor ding for that friendly yeah. fire only yeah which brings us to my final question of the show nick should you play this game i think you should play I, this game i agree um i think it defines the genre on the system that was known for the genre so you know it is probably one of the best brawlers on a system known for its good brawlers yeah i i mean i think it in definitely in just about every way would stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with some of the best on the Super Nintendo, even musically, which is saying something. You oh, know? definitely. In fact, you know, we've talked about the music a couple times, but really, I think if you don't even play this game, go check out the soundtrack because you will be surprised that this is a Genesis soundtrack for sure. <laughs> like if you were to have, say, a 90s party and you wanted to play some dance music, you could just put this soundtrack on. I don't think anyone would bat an eye and not think it was just real techno music. Agreed. Next week's game will be Super Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo. So grab a copy of this game any way you can. It's on the SNES Mini, folks. It's in the eShops. Yes. And grab your controllers and play along. And remember, if you guys are having a 90s theme party and you want, you want us to invite us, you can do so at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and maybe we'll show up. Yeah, or you can just uh, ask us for music recommendations. Yeah, and yeah. we will give you some really interesting choices, we promise. Oh, oh yeah. You can also find us on the Facebook at Cartridge Command, the Twitter at Cart Command. We let you know when new shows drop and love to hearing from you in both those locations. We are on all of the podcasting devices and you can subscribe to us on any one of them. We would appreciate it if you left some sort of review that was mildly positive and you told someone you knew to listen to the show. Please. Our main way of growing the show is through word of mouth and I guess through hashtags. I guess that's how a lot of people find <laughs> us apparently. Which is great, since uh, we barely even know how to use them. I'm not an expert. No. Uh, you know, it may not come through, but it probably does, that we're just a couple of regular guys, some working <laughs> stiffs that do this podcast in our spare time. But we love doing it. And uh, yeah. it is the fine folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. They are the ones that make this show financially possible. They're the wind beneath our wings. And we love that they let us do this show. We thank you guys so, so very much. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! Raven, man. <laughs> I know, dude, I love it. Streets right. of Rave. <laughs> Streets of Rave.